All right. Yes. We say, uh, whoa, already the wire's messed up. I've, uh, I've already crossed my wires. The evening's just started, ladies and gentlemen, and I've crossed my wires. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. You are watching Living on a Thin Line, Saturday night, Comedy Jubilee Edition. Uh, there's no reason to call it the Comedy Jubilee Edition other than it sounds good. The Comedy Jubilee Edition. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time as your daily distraction from all the anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla uh, engulfing the planet today. Uh, but on Saturdays, we thought we'd do something a little special, put on the dog, so to speak, do something fancy, and uh, do it Saturday nights at 7, which means now uh, there's something I got to do. All of a sudden, I got to do something. That's what happens. The things we want to do, we got to do. But uh, I am glad to be here doing it. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful Saturday, uh, whatever you were doing. Um, we, uh, we did. We had a very nice Saturday ourselves. Thank you very much for asking. I appreciate it so very much. <laughs> uh, we had a wing-dang-doodle of a time. Hold on. I got, now I got a little bit of a crooked camera here. I've got a crooked camera, and I can't let that go. I can't let a crooked camera go. Um, you know what? I'll never get the shot I want. Never. Of course, I won't invest uh, millions of dollars in a shot. Although we are going to invest in some. Uh, look at that. Look at that. What is that? Something on my jacket. What is that? It's a. Uh, it's a little thread. It's a little thread I had on my jacket. Anyway, we're gonna have a good time tonight. We are uh, warming up. That's what we do on Saturday night. We're warming up on Saturday night. We warm up for Sunday. On, on Saturday night, we lock and load. And on Saturday, we load up the slingshot and we pull it back. That's what we're doing on Saturday night to set up for Sunday night, which is um, uh, a big night of the week for us right now. It's an important night of the week, ladies and gentlemen, Sunday nights. No, not because there's reruns of the Johnny Cash show from 1969 on. Certainly there are, and certainly that would be more than enough. Not because there's reruns of the Smothers Brothers on from the late 60s, but that would be enough. No, because we got something that isn't a rerun on Sunday nights. And you know what it is already. It is Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Uh, it is uh, uh, from uh, Zoom to your living room, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, one of the coolest experiences you could possibly have where I, Tony Vizic, get to bring you some of the funniest people that I know uh, out of the greater, uh, the greater uh, Phoenix comedy scene. I'm kind of stumbling around. I had a long day. I just woke up from a nap. So I'm still like, hey, what's going on? Is there any coffee? But I'm going to drink coffee this time of night because that'll be up till 4 a.m., uh, which used to be um, a great idea, staying up till 4 a.m. Uh, and probably uh, if you are in your teens or 20s, it still is a good idea to stay up till 4 a.m. But uh, it's not for me. Anyway, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I bring you Paul Green, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Green. Paul Green is one of the best comics to come out of the Phoenix comedy scene. Now lives in Los Angeles, but he's going to be joining DJ Payne, Abhinav Goyal, and Travis Minor. All for one fun-filled night tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tickets are only 10 bucks. When you purchase a ticket for that show, you're buying three things. You're buying uh, Class A Entertainment. You're helping keep the economy going because we pay the comics. And C, we donate to uh, local food banks here in Maricopa. We donated today. We had a great time out of the Maricopa Food Pantry. We took a ride out to the Maricopa Food Pantry. Uh, we'll be posting some of that stuff tomorrow. Donated some of the funds that you guys have paid us for the shows. 
they were uh, oh so appreciative. Uh, Jennifer and Jim out there, <coughs> we want to thank them. Thank them very much for all the great work that they do. Uh, that was our first time at their location out uh, out Papago Road. Uh, by the way, if you're a fan of shows like American Pickers, there's a bar called Raceway out on Papago Road. So this is outside of Phoenix. This is down between Interstate 10 and Interstate 8 and what used to be No Man's Land. Uh, Raceway is this uh, crazy bar in the desert where they've got all this memorabilia. Well, out near Raceway is where the Maricopa Food Pantry is, and we were able to go out there and make a nice donation because the nice people like yo. That's why. This show is built around three things, ladies and gentlemen. One, two, three. And one is interaction with you. You can uh, ask questions and make comic comments right here on Facebook Live. You could do the same thing on YouTube, on the Comedy Schools channel. You could do the same thing if you only listen on Comedy Schools Radio, Radio Network.com. That's Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. How many times do I have to say it? Um, it's one of the things we're built around. It's also built around me showing you some uh, knickknack memorabilia, a uh, silly trinket that I at one time purchased that at one time meant something to me and now um, had fallen by the wayside. But in the time of quarantine, in the time of, uh, in hard times in the land of plenty, I don't know if we're in quarantine or curfew right now. Maybe we're in quarantine. Is it quarantine? Would it be, no, quarantine. Maybe that's what we're living right now is quarantine. Curfew and quarantine, both of which we ignore right here on KJS. Um, that's the idea is everything old should be new again because um, uh, as our world became less uh, stimulated by outside uh, external things, uh, and only got stimulated by horrible things on television, uh, coronavirus, um, the uh, despicably horrible thing that happened to George Floyd, um, may God rest his soul, uh, concerns about if you're going to get sick or not, concerns about losing your job, all that stuff. We thought, you know what, we're going to find some of the stuff that meant something to us and talk about it and bring it back, Jack. Bring it back. That's what we're going to do. We're going to bring it back. Uh, so let's get to the first thing, okay? Uh, and the first thing is uh, this. What is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> I'm going to solve the mystery for you. Are you ready? <laughs> it's a marble egg. That's all it is. It's a totally useless marble egg. But it looks pretty. Look at that. Isn't that attractive? I feel like I'm on one of those uh, home shopping channels right now. And you can get these, three of them right now. If you call in now, we're also going to throw in the floss. You'll get the marbled egg and you'll get the floss right now. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think we got this in Sedonia. Sedona is what most people call it. Huh? No, it's not a crystal. Because I've got a crystal, and, I was, and I'm going to show that later on. But it, it weighs, I don't know, it, it's heavy. Okay, it's got a little heft to it. Okay, and it just sits on a little stand. And there it is, a little cheap plastic stand on my desk. And I probably paid 20 bucks for it. It has no purpose. It is totally decorative. Okay, uh, and it sits on my desk. And that's why that I purchased that for 20 bucks in Sedona is the reason why America is one of the most powerful economic engines to ever exist 
on the face of the planet. Because we will pay someone to sell us this thing. And we'll buy it. And we'll buy it. And then we'll go out and we'll work some more. That we can buy something useless. We will work our ass off to buy useless things. And the more useless thing, and we will buy our, we will work our ass off to buy disposable things. And the more useless things we buy, and the more disposable things we buy, the more jobs people have creating. You can only create so many useful things. You can only grow so much wheat. You can only, uh, you can only uh, create so much lumber, firewood, coal, gas. You can only, only create so much. Your economy only goes so far working off of necessities. You got to have stupid shit. America is based on stupid shit. We got to get back to spending our money on stupid stuff because someone will have a job creating stupid stuff. That's what makes us great. That we don't, we never sit down and really ponder the inanity of our spell. We'll just go and go, I need to, you know what? We need more money. I don't know what happened to all of our money. We blew all of our money. We have to make more money. And then we look around and we got all kinds of useless knickknacks and uh, 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 foolish pleasures. You know, they're not foolish. Because <coughs> your job probably is in one pleasure too. In one way or another. Even if you're an EMT or a paramedic. Okay, a lot of times you go to pick up people who have all of a sudden... Uh, uh, passed off from diabetes. They got diabetes because they ate too much good food. Too much rich food. Too much delicious food. Our, our economy is based on buying silly stuff and useless stuff. So instead of going out there and being angry, instead of going out there and being mad, go out and do something silly and useless and save America. <laughs> okay. Um... I did last night, I will say this, I went to, um, I want to uh, thank the uh, local, uh, it's not a joke, all right, I want to thank the local chapter of uh, the Maricopa NAACP, uh, I do, because um, last night they, uh, they sponsored a prayer vigil out here in our little town, and I was able to go out there uh, with uh, so many people in our community. Um, people used to make fun of me for moving to Maricopa. Maricopa barely existed when I moved out here. As a matter of fact, in 2010, there were less than 2,000 people. There's now 60,000. But um, uh, it's a vibrant little community, and uh, uh, the level of cooperation and friendship and empathy and decency in this town is astounding. You know, it's doubly astounding when you think about that the uh, main artery to Phoenix is an old country road, an old four-lane country road built back around World War II at least. And thousands of people have to cram it every morning and night to get uh, to and from work. Not right now, because so many people are either laid off or working from home. But we still have one of the most vibrant, empathetic, wonderful, dynamic communities I've ever lived in. And last night, they had a wonderful prayer vigil uh, in memory of uh, George Floyd. Uh, not only were there, uh, not only was it put on the, by the NAACP, the chief of police in our city, uh, Police Stahl, was invited and spoke and uh, uh, it was a wonderful coming together to community, and I want to thank um, City Council Henry Wade and others for uh, putting it together, okay? So uh, that was nice, and that was not useless, and that was not silly. That was important because it was in important for the spiritual and emotional and psychological nourishment of our town. And I'm not a praying guy, and I'm not a religious guy, and some of you watching know that. 
but we probably need more prayer vigils right now than we ever did before. We need more community coming together around a common purpose of caring about one another than we ever have before. And I hope that your town, city, state, region is uh, doing something like that because it's oh so very helpful. Uh, speaking of helpful, if you want to be helpful to yourself, you go, yeah, Tone, I'd like to go to a prayer vigil, but there's not one. All right, what's on Zoom, Tone? Tone, is there anything on Zoom I can do that'll be fun and be free? Why, yes, there is. Uh, Jonathan Gregory asked if that was a kidney stone. Um, no, it's a lima bean, John. This is a um, this is a massive lima bean that I grew in my uh, uh, well. I have limas, llamas. It's a llama bean that I uh, I grow llamas and then I milk them. I milk them and uh, out comes uh, this uh, uh, llama. No, John. I know it's not. You know what? It's not. I like that Tina Mike Lawson says I I have one also and I love rocks. There, there. I'm not the only one. We got to do this. By the way, if you ever want to see a great comic and you get a chance to see Jonathan Gregory live or on Zoom, you should see him because he, uh, speaking of rocks, he has them in his head. Okay. We had him on our show on Tony Visit Presents a couple of Sundays ago. One of the funniest shows we put on. I've got two record albums and one I am, ah, uh, I wish there was a bigger group here watching because you'd be so happy. The download. People will watch it download. Hold on, I don't want to drop this. Uh, I've got one of the coolest records ever. I'm going to start out with a cool record, but then I'm going to go to the coolest record uh, I own. Coolest record I own. You ready? Okay. Now, this is not it, but this is, look at that. This is the Blues Project. This is the Blues Project. And this album came out, I think, around 1965. This is a reissue. This is reissued in 1966. Irv Records. Okay. Looks like a bunch of kids right there. Looks like kind of kids that if you're my age, you wouldn't pay attention to what they got to say. They're stupid. Um, but this was Al Cooper's uh, project. Al Cooper. Uh, it has on it, uh, I can't keep from crying sometimes. Steve sung, you can't catch me. Two trains running. Wake me, shake me. Cheryl's going home. Flute thing, caress me, baby, and fly away. All produced by Tom Wilson, who also produced a lot of Bob Dylan's early stuff. Um, but d -d 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 the Blues Project can be defined by those who know and understand music in different and interesting ways. I describe it as a work of determination. Take these five young musicians and their struggle of this past year. They made it without the aid of a single on the charts and despite economics of an almost unbroken law that says no hit record, you don't survive. Uh, they played at the Cafe Agogo, and they were big in San Francisco and other places, but this was Al Cooper's project, Al Cooper, and you're going, who is Al Cooper? Do you mean Alice Cooper? No, I do not mean Alice Cooper. The Blues Project, mid-60s, Al Cooper. Al Cooper is, a, is still around with us, a visionary musician that has been present at the creation of so many wonderful things. Early on, um, people might have a hard time believing this, but in pop music in the mid-60s, it was divided up against guitar bands and horn bands. Guitar bands and horn bands. The Beatles being a guitar band and bands like uh, Sam and Dave being a horn band. But they wanted to combine the two, and the Blues Project was the first attempt at it. 
Al Cooper is kind of a persnickety guy. He left the Blues Project and then went on and formed a band called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Put out an album with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Became unhappy with them. Became their producer. On their second album, they hired David Clayton Thomas and had the monster hit Spinning Wheel and became one of the biggest record sellers of all time. Playing blues, playing songs like God Bless the Child, the uh, wonderful uh, Billie Holiday hit of oh so many uh, years ago. Because of Al Cooper, people like you and I became familiar with the music of Billie Holiday and uh, other great uh, uh, jazz and blues musicians of the 30s and 40s because they played updated modern versions of it oh so many times. Unhappy with that, he moved on. But, but wow, but right around the same time all that was happening, Al Cooper was invited by a guy named Mike Bloomfield who was playing guitar with a young kid in New York to one of the recording sessions. While Al Cooper was sitting there, the young kid went, I think that this song needs like organ in it or something. Look around, anybody can play the organ? Hey, Al, can you play the organ? And Al Cooper never met Bob Dylan before, just met him that day, and had never played the organ before a day in his life. Then sat down and laid down that massive, incredible, dynamic organ riff on Bob Dylan's Rolling Stone. A lot of people say like a Rolling Stone starts out with a rim shot heard around the world because it starts out with a rim shot into this incredible organ intro that is never forgotten once you hear it. He played with Dylan. He toured with Dylan. He formed Blood and Sweat and Tears. He left Blood, Sweat and Tears. And then a few years later, he went down south and discovered and produced for many years Leonard Skinner and did so much more. Al Cooper is one of the most influential musicians, most influential in your life that you've never heard of. And if you want to start with the beginning with him, you check out The Blues Project because it's an incredible piece of work. Move on to his album, uh, Child is Father of the Man with Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And the next time you listen to Like a Rolling Stone, go, no, I know who's playing the organ on that. Okay, 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 okay. All right, this next album. <laughs> oh, I'm going to show you something here. All right, this is from, if we, you know, if uh, people in their 20s think people like me are from a different time, a different era, we are. This is truly from a different time, a different era. Back from before, almost before the beginning. There it is. Check it out. What are we looking at here? And this is an original copy. And, I, and, and now, matter of fact, on the back, it's got stamped. Uh, look at this. Audition copy. Audition copy. So this was not sold in stores. And how I got it, I don't know. My mom or dad gave it to me when I was a kid. Said, here, you should listen to this. Eddie Cochran, never to be forgotten. And on this, uh, let's see, these words, never to be forgotten, have proven a thousandfold by you, his fans, who loved Eddie Cochran so dearly. To this day, thousands of letters pour into Liberty Records the fans and, uh, uh, from fans and his, uh, to his family. And they all carried the same message. Eddie Cochran was the finest entertainer and person I ever knew. I'll never forget him. Eddie Cochran at one time rivaled Elvis Presley. And on this are uh, Weekend, Long Tall Sally, Lonely, Nervous Breakdown, Cherished Memories, Bo Weevil, Little Angel, Milk Cow Blue, Sweet Pie, Love Again, and Blue Suede Shoes, and 20 Flight Rock. So even when I was a little kid and I played this album, and it wasn't my music because this was the music of Elvis, this was the music of Little Richard, this was the music of Jerry Lee Lewis, a man who rivaled Elvis Presley in looks, in fandom, and in sound, his uh, song, 20, Fight, 20 Flight Rock. I got a girl who's a rhythm machine, comes to rock and she's the queen. 
And he hit me even when I was a little kid. All right. uh, and he wrote and had a big hit with a song called a Summertime Blues, later on done by uh, Acid Weirdness Rock and Roll Band, uh, Blue Cheer out of San Francisco, and of course by The Who, and then done by so many others. Eddie Cochran was just as big and as important as Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. He was that big. He died tragically from injuries in a car accident in England where he was a demigod. But uh, if you want to listen to something cool, just YouTube, uh, 20 Flight Rock. Also in, I think, the, uh, the silly movie, The Girl Can't Help It with Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield, uh, when she had it all together, and that includes a head and body, uh, was quite a looker. Quite a looker. And uh, there's a scene in that where we're all sitting there watching television and uh, Eddie Cochran's on. 20 Flight Rock. So if you want to hear early rock and roll, it's still a real toe tapper. You want to listen to uh, 20 Flight Rock by Eddie Cochran. Uh, what else I got going here? Kevin Brown's watching. Uh, hello, Kevin Brown. Hello, Chris Roth. You know what? I'm going to kind of wrap it up because uh, it was a marvelous day. I had a marvelous day, and I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, uh, God above, and uh, uh, I want to thank my wife, and I'm going to thank my um, uh, stepdaughters, for lack of a better term, and my two grandchildren. I want to thank them. I want to thank my buddy Gordon McKay, who he and his father painted my entire house. My house looks pretty, and today was the first day we're finished, and I was able to stand in the street and look at it. I have a lot to be thankful for today. And if you want to get through good days and bad, you make yourself a little gratitude list and mean it. Make yourself a little gratitude list and mean it. And today, I have a lot to be grateful for. And you do too. And one of the things I have to be grateful for is that uh, every Saturday night at 7 o'clock, I get to do this show and hang out with you. Uh, or either that or record it for you so you can watch it later. Uh, check, out, check out Eddie Cochran. Check out the Blues Project. You'll love the music. Come back on tomorrow, Sunday, and tell me what you thought of those two artists and some of their songs. I'd love to hear about it on Facebook Live. I'd love to hear about it on YouTube and the Comedy Schools channel. I'd love to hear it on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We're going to do that tomorrow, too. Then tomorrow at 7, we're all going to get back together. We're all going to chip in a little dough, and we're going to watch a great show, Paul Green on Tony Visick Presents. Tickets for that show are available on ComedySchools.com. Oh, I forgot to mention... If you're looking for something fun and free to do Tuesday night, I'm going to give you something fun. I'm going to give you something free. I get a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshop at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Okay, uh, Just go to ComedySchools.com and get your Zoom codes and check out the free intro for free. And uh, learn how uh, you can be as entertaining as me. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to go. Thank you very much for watching. I'm going to see you tomorrow too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, YouTubers. <laughs>